Location, location, location. Is it really all the hype? Stay tuned, guys. Good morning, Billy. Hey, good morning. How are you going? I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing well. Doing well. I felt like we were rolling on for an episode of the actual show. Oh, really? You know, you like just like the lady location, location, location. There we go. <laughs> Featuring Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, today we're talking about location, location, location with property. Um, it's a very talked about thing. I think every time you mention, oh, I'm going to go look out and buy a property, people go, make sure you buy in the right spot, make sure, make sure you buy the right location. Um, and I think it's something crucially important, whether you're buying as an owner, occupier or investor. Um, but today we want to sort of delve down a little bit and sort of debunk some of the myths with it and also just sort of expand your way of thinking where it's not necessarily the cliche that you might expect. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Location, you certainly pay a premium for great location. If you're living in, um, you know, the property you're choosing to buy, um, there's no doubt, you know, it serves different purposes, but on the most part, you want it in a convenient or nice desirable spot. Mm. Um, And I think that's what drives a lot of people's buying choice to to begin with. Um, They're looking at the location on a micro and macro scale um, more than anything to begin with. Mm. I agree. And it's it's something that I think, it depends whether you're looking at, like Billy said, on a micro or a macro scale. So if you're an owner-occupier looking to purchase, it's mainly going to do with lifestyle, I think. And you're going to yeah. go, what suits your lifestyle? Is it something you want to be near the water, so near the beach or near public transport or near the CBD or some form of major shopping centre? I think that's going to drive a lot of purchases. Um, and on a macro scale, you've got sort of regional New South Wales and you've got more towards the east, on the east coast of Australia, towards, let's say, Sydney, Melbourne, um, Queensland and Brisbane there. So when you're looking to purchase in those sorts of areas, what do you think someone's going to look to consider? What would drive them one way or the other? On a macro scale? On a macro scale. Well, I think the um, way we're going to change people's, you know, potential thinking this morning is really delving down into what, you know what why they're actually buying the property Mm. so um, the reason behind it you know you're either going to be looking for an investment or you're going to be looking to live in i think should we start with the investments side of things yeah we can start investment so with investment um from the conversation we have with people day in day out it seems to be either rental yield Mm -hmm. uh, or capital growth Mm -hmm. or a combination of both that they're looking for um or familiarity with the, the area as well yeah, I think that's a big thing. Also, people buy with what they're familiar with. Sometimes it's the same block. Sometimes it's the same suburb. Sometimes it's the same state. Yeah, mm, the same region, and where you buy somewhere that you feel, I guess you know. Um, and what we find is on the investment side, let's work with the macro level first. So, regional New South Wales versus maybe pushing towards the east coast or city side, um, you'll find that a lot of people, first of all, make that decision based on where they're currently living. If you're already living in regional New South Wales, you might opt to buy in regional New South Wales just because you understand the area better. Yeah. It might be near a major city hub there. Funnily enough, a lot of time you're going to make money when you're investing in properties off what you understand the most. Yeah. Um, because what property is proven is long-term, pretty much the majority of locations, unless it's sort of like a mighty town where it's boom or bust, you're going to do well. Um, or if you live 
uh, sort of city side of New South Wales, you're going to look to buy close to that sort of CBD or somewhere in a suburb that you you own. Um, one thing I find is a major driver with it, like Billy said, is capital growth. Um, and what we traditionally tend to find is city or areas close to the CBD traditionally have outperformed regional New South Wales. Um, in saying that, regional New South Wales since COVID has actually performed very, very strongly. Um, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that, Billy, in terms of when you're choosing to buy an investment with capital growth, what do you think? Well, for, if I, you know, if and when I buy my second place, I'm going to be looking at, um, well, it's, other, it's different, hard to say, because it's either going to be, you know, for me to live in immediately or it's going to be an investment, you know, and probably, I, I had to say, mum and dad stay at home for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I think those people that are looking for an investment and weighing up, you know, regional versus, you know, on the coast, as you say, it's probably going to come down to what they, you know, feel comfortable with at the time. Mm. Um, me personally, I, you know, I love the coast and I think um, I like to stay safe knowing that, you know, you're in a in an area where you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I agree. And look, it comes down to what your financial goals you're trying to achieve as well. So it comes down to yield. It comes down to capital growth especially at the moment with interest rates the way they've moved, I think a lot of people are going to be looking for yield as well. Yeah. Um, and where you might find these sort of suburbs that are closer to the CBD might not provide that yield. I think people are going to start looking a little bit further out um, in more, not necessarily regional areas, but just stretching their search a little bit more to areas that are traditionally maybe a little bit cheaper than areas closer to the CBD, just because they provide a better yield. What I've found is for a lot of rents, really, let's say Northern Beaches wide and even city wide, there's there's a very small margin between all the different rents, like from what's a really expensive rent to a really cheap rent for a type of property yeah. is up to a couple hundred dollars a week, um, where on a sale site, it could be literally hundreds of thousands up to millions of dollars difference for a similar style property. Yeah. So what you'll find is if you're buying very close to the CBD, you're going to get it traditionally a much lower yield um, versus if you're buying a little bit further out, you're going to get a bit of a higher yield. Now, there's no wrong or right um, regarding that. It's just more about understanding what you're trying to achieve. Because from an investment point of view, you might be looking, okay, I want to get a higher yield because that's going to allow me to have more servicing and buy another property. Um, versus maybe you go, no, I'm a bit more cashed up. I'm looking for a bit more capital growth. So guys, that's more on the investment side, um, pushing next to the owner-occupier side. Well, before you before you finish up there, I think um, you know we've seen that even so sort of um, so sort of just you know when you bring it back to DY, mm. people are looking at literally crossing a side of a road yeah. for that. So you know we're not talking big changes in terms of location. We're talking you know people probably shifting their search a matter of a kilometre yeah. and um, weighing up the differences. What is potentially beach side of, of DY get you versus what is the other side, you know, way up um, and, and the difference is big. Yeah, well, that's actually a very good point. So when you're talking, let's say we'll go very micro here, DY, our local suburb, um, when we're talking to a lot of purchasers looking to buy, let's say, you know, as an investment, they go western side of Pitwater Road versus eastern side of Pitwater Road. For those of you guys that don't know, Pitwater Road's the main artery that runs down the middle of the suburb um, and pretty much we're sort of segmented onto the two sides of it. What you'll find is a lot of investors will traditionally say to us initially, I want to buy down the beach side. And what, why, Mr. Investor, why are you looking at buying down that end? Oh, because there's better capital growth down there. Yeah. Um, or potentially because it's more desired, it's a better location, it's going to rent out easier. 
vacancy rates across the whole suburb are drastically low. It doesn't matter whether you're beachside, non-beachside, you price your property all right, it's going to rent very quickly. Um, and so sometimes we sort of push people to understand exactly why they're wanting to buy there. Because traditionally, if you're looking at buying on the eastern side of People's Road, you're actually going to get a slightly lower yield than the western side. Um, and that might be for you go, look, I'm going to buy a premium property with an ocean view. I think when I go to resell it in five, 10 years time, I'm going to be able to get a premium for it. Yeah. And that might be your strategy. Um, but just to understand why exactly you're doing it, because if you're just buying there purely because that's where everyone says to buy, just be careful because you might very well opt to buy on the western side of Pitwater Road, get a property that rents for the exact same amount, but you save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can serve the loan easier and that can maybe push you into property number two quicker as well, or your second investment quicker. Um, so we're not saying there's one necessarily better than another, no. but it's not one size fits all. You really got to sort of, I guess, hone in exactly what you're trying to achieve <laughs> with your goals with it and then make the decision based off that. Yeah, maybe look at it over a, like a three or five year plan yeah initially um and then you kind of know that you know either way it's going to work out but as you said you're going to get the most out of your property um yeah moving on to owner occupiers i think this one's a lot easier um i definitely think it comes down to it really is what you know what you're looking at for a property mm. um and then in location you kind of you know if you're going to move into it um you, you've probably chosen your suburb it's just a question of do you move to a, a side of the suburb where it's slightly more affordable? You maybe get a bigger apartment, slightly more renovated, um, and you know better amenities and things like that. Or do you go somewhere with a view? Or I think the biggest thing that drives people going a bit more macro with it is where their jobs are. So depending on what career path you've chosen, whether there's the jobs there. So obviously that's the reason why a lot of people push close to CBD because it's more jobs. Um, and the second part is, and I think it's probably one of the biggest drivers, friends and family. Yeah. So if your job's there. Or your lifestyle. Friend, yeah, yeah, and lifestyle. If your friends and family there and the lifestyle's there, that's where you're going to want to buy. Um, obviously, when you hear of people moving interstate, moving away, generally it's one of um, two things. The main thing is either to be closer to potentially family that's in another suburb um, or if their job's pushing them that way, such as the finances. So that's the main major drivers we find pushing people as an owner-occupier. And like Billy said, when you're choosing, it's got to be something that suits you. Um, so this one here maybe is less take your investment cap off with it. It might not be the smartest investment in terms of you're going to buy like a larger property that maybe is a much bigger premium and is a bit more unnecessary if you would ever go to resell it. But you go, look, this is something for me to live in. The location's a bit strange because some people might not like it, but it's what I like. Um, and you might opt for that. I think when it comes to your primary place of residence, you want to look from an investment side of things but also you got to choose what's right for you yeah it's when, a bit more of an emotional purchase 100 percent. when you're kind of i think especially in today's market right now is with what great buying opportunity there is out there when you're looking at such small numbers at the tail end of negotiations you know don't miss out on that perfect property for the sake of you oh. know a, a percentage at the end of the day what it's going to add on to your loan or or a percentage to your your repayments because if you apply the same thinking long term it's still going to do equally as well if you're within your means within reason the amount of times we've seen people fall over on purchases literally within one or two percent of the purchase price of the property so a very very marginal amount and the difference is between them securing the property or not and then they come back to you six months later and they go oh, that was in the best spot that was the best thing but it's just a little bit too much but they still haven't found anything 
um, versus the people. And you can ask anyone that's bought a property, speak to someone that's bought a property five, 10 years ago and ask them if they paid a little bit more than what they thought they should have paid mm -hmm. and ask them if they care anymore or not. Yeah. If they're still living in the property and chances are the answer is going to be, I'm glad I paid that little bit more because I've been here for five, 10 years and it really does make a difference now. My property's worth a whole lot more, more as well. Uh, that's it. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a forever home. If no. you're looking at an investment point of view, if it ticks four out of five boxes, I think that's probably good enough. If you're, you're never going to tick every box. <laughs> if, if you're passing 80 or 90%, 70%, whatever that number looks like for you, you know, that's, uh, you know, for me, that was good enough. And, um, you know, it's a foot in, it's a foot in the door. If it's your family home, you know, make sure it's, you know, you're trying to get most of the boxes ticked, but um, you can always sort of make the changes you know, yeah. as you move in and things like that. I agree. So, so in summary, guys, I think when it comes to location, um, there's overall more desired locations than others, but it's more to hone in exactly what are you looking for? What are you looking to achieve? That's both on the investment side and the owner occupier side. When you and write it down on a piece of paper, work out what your goals are to actually achieve and then work backwards from that. I think a lot of people start with the location first and just go, I'm buying here because everyone says I should buy here work backwards from your goals first and then work the location based off that. Um, I think that's the best way of moving forward with it. Yeah, so we, we sometimes meet buyers that are searching in all different price points. They kind of week in, week out, not actually sure what they're looking for. You've got to have a clear direction. Um, and so, you know, it's consuming for their weekends, but I think yeah, your best your best property search is, is the one once you've actually finally kind of nailed what you're looking for and um, then you're on the right path. That's it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good day, Billy. So is it all the hype? That, is it all the hype? It's not. It's not all the hype. I think that any location can work within reason. Um, it's just got to be right for you. It's got to be right for you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers.